Tires is brought to you by Rods Hot Rods. Looking for that classic, custom, hot rod or muscle car of your dreams? Start at RodsHotRods.ca or stop by the only indoor collector car showroom in Saskatchewan on Faithful Avenue, Saskatoon. Hi, I'm Jay Thomas and welcome to Bald Tires, a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Today, my guest is somebody who's turned his passion and love for classic cars and hot rods into a business right here in Saskatoon. Rod Deschner joins me, and he's got a brand new shop called Rod's Hot Rods on Faithful Avenue. Now, Rod has owned an astounding number of vehicles over the years. Over a thousand cool cars, certainly more than anyone I've ever spoken to. Today, we're going to talk about some of those cool cars, but also delve into how Rod developed this amazing business and grew it from just a simple sale for one car into an empire of so many incredible classics, hot rods, and specialty interest vehicles. Thanks for listening to Bald Tires. I'm Jay Thomas, because when you make great memories, you make bald tires. Well, I find myself surrounded by 20-something amazing cars. I'm sitting in Rod's Hot Rods on Faithful Avenue in Saskatoon, and Rod Deschner is joining me for the podcast. Thanks for coming on, Rod. Thanks for showing up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. This is an incredible showroom full of everything. I mean, you've got, you've got, like, there's hot rods here, this, this Ford, there's a lead sled over there, there's some, you know, there's a Mustang on the way, I know, there's some Camaros in here, there's a Caprice, behind me, an AMG Mercedes, there's, there's everything, it's like a, a, a car guy or car girl's dream come true in this, in this building. This is pretty cool. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> okay, so what we want to do today is we want to figure out, you know, what, what makes Rod tick and, and sort of where he came from. Because uh, if you haven't heard of Rod's Hot Rods yet, it's a really cool business on Faithful Avenue, and you specialize in selling really cool cars, right? Yes, that's kind of what we're doing or trying to do now. It's, yeah. it's something new that we're just trying. So Okay, so, go. so, I mean, you've got all this cool stuff in here. There's more in other locations, and, yep. and you're kind of buying and selling all the time, right? But you're open to the public now. Yep. And so somebody who's listening to this uh, or is driving down Faithful Avenue, they can stop in here, check out the showroom, and go, yeah, that Impala, I want to take it home. Absolutely. We're inviting everyone to come down just to have a look, to look around, to... Uh, just talk cars. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a dream job now, right? I can sit here and talk cars all day long. <laughs> Sell the odd one to, to, to pay the bills, and that's good. Awesome. Okay, so let's talk about, uh, let's, let's, let's go back. Take the time machine back to, uh, to what made Rod into a car guy. What's, you know, when you, was it a kid, when you were a kid, something like that, that you can think sort of triggered you becoming a car guy, or what sparked it all? I think my dad was always into cars, not like I am, obviously, but uh, he was always into cars. Um, always was kind of flipping cars growing up, but he always had something old. He was always into Corvettes. Okay. Um, his old 63 Ford he bought, I think it was only five years old when he bought that, and he still has it today. Oh, cool. Um, and on Saturdays, we would always go to all the different dealerships, and I would collect all the car, um, what, do you, what do you call them? Brochures? Like, yeah, and then I'd cut them all out, do a scrapbook, and that's <laughs> how I learned on what all the cars were, the models and the years, and... And uh, now it's kind of like a walking encyclopedia of, of knowledge for all these cars. So. <laughs> That's cool. You know, I did, I did much the same thing as a kid, too. I always wanted to go into dealerships. But you guys actually would go. I mean, I suppose that's a, that was a thing of how it kind of worked back then, though. You know, we talked a few years ago. Uh, you went into the dealership to see this year's new model, right? Yep. Because there was no internet for you to look up pictures. And you might have seen a, a, one picture or something in, in the the paper. Or but the Hot Rod magazine, right. whatever, but there's no internet. No. no. So you had to actually physically walk into the store and you look at the brochures, you see all the new colors and the new, all the new models coming out, right? Yeah. Um, so that was, that was, uh, that was uh, lots of fun back then and, and learning all the different options that you could get on the cars and, and I, then I still hold that today. That's cool. And I was back in the 70s doing that, <laughs> by the way. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that, that's as a kid. Um, tell me about, you know, like when you, I think everybody's, every car guy, car girl's, you know, defining moment, the, the first kind of was the first time you got to drive a car or when you went and got your license. You know, what, what, what was it like for you? Getting my license? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I skipped school that day to go get my license because <laughs> back then you had to go take your test, right? So, um, I didn't, and I did it in a geo tracker back in the day. <laughs> geo tracker. I, I, I did skip school and, yep. I, and I actually got it the first time. Yep. And but I but I actually drove the geo tracker down to SGI 
without a license because that's what we did back then. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Hopefully that I got my license. And then uh, and then I got it and went, went back to school and I may have some lame reason why I was missing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have kind of much the same story. I got to, got to go the first time. Actually, the only thing that happened to me is I uh, left my driver's license in the car like the night before I was supposed to go get my license. Somebody went rifled through the car. We forgot to lock it. I like lost my actual license, so I couldn't go for my test the day I had it booked, but got it the second, you know, booked it and yeah. got it on the first try too. Okay, so you got your license. What's the first car? 1970 Le Mans Tempest GTO clone. And this is like, we're talking kind of the, in the 90s that you got your license? 80s. 80s, okay. So it wasn't that old of a car. No, it was pretty hot though. It yeah. It was uh, a, a neighbor's car. Had the Krager SSTs on it. It was like electric blue. I saved up, uh, put an Alpine stereo in it, <laughs> and I couldn't even drive it. I was I would drive it up and down the driveway, and I'd polish it. And I, I got my license in February. Yep. So of course it's snow on the ground, and this thing's all jacked up with air shocks, and the and the tires are bald, and <laughs> so it wasn't a, a great winter driver. So I only had it for a few months, and I couldn't afford the gas in it, so I sold it, and I bought a Honda Civic. What year was the Civic? 1988. It was brand new. Really? Brand new Honda Civic, 1988. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up driving a, an 81 Civic. It was a hand-me-down for my grandfather. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely not, not far off, really, seven years later. Yeah. So, Rod, how many cars do you think you've owned over the years? I mean, there's, there's like 20 in here. Another, you say, 20 kind of, you know. Different sites. Different yeah. sites and stuff, right? You know what? You know, I know you asked me that prior to doing this, and... You know what? I'd have to go back and really do some homework on it, but I'm. I it has to be well over a thousand. <laughs> I think that's a record. It for, has to be. I ask. I like to ask that question to everybody I get on the show, because a lot of the people I've interviewed so far have had a lot of cars. So, you know, over the years, and you've had you're you're by far my top number. That's incredible. I try and keep a picture of every car that I've ever owned, and I've got photo albums full oh. of these cars. It's kind of neat to go back and see some of them. So, give me some favorites then. Let's talk about some of those. Well, the ones that I keep around for a long time are the ones that I like to drive. Um, my daily that I drive, 1950 Chevy Halfton. Everyone's seen that around. It's got mm -hmm. my logo on the doors. That's my pickup parts, do whatever in that truck. Yep. Um, that's my one vehicle that's not for sale. Really? That's the yeah, one that's going to stay? That's the one that's not for sale. Okay, yeah. so why? What's special about it? You know what? I can't put my finger on it. It's just one of those trucks that just drives nice. It, it works. It doesn't let you down. Yeah. It's kind of the staple of my company, really, and um, I don't know. It's just everyone's got to have that one vehicle that's just you know that you're just not going to sell. Totally, yeah, and that's I, it. I think that's that's cool. Everything else is kind of on the chopping table. So. <laughs> At some point, you've had some though that have stuck around for a few years, though. Yeah, uh, I had a nice red '71 Cheval big block uh, convertible. Okay, I had that for probably 12 years, which is a kind of a record for me, I think. Um, I built a 67 C10 a while ago. It's black with flames on it. It was at the Dragons. It won uh, People's Choice of the Dragons. Um, spent a lot of time and money on that thing. And uh, just one day, I just had enough of it and gone. <laughs> it's actually still up in northern Alberta now. Really? Yeah. It still looks the same. You know, I've, you're not the first person who said something along those lines of, I got too deep into it. Yep. You know, was it just, did it just become an obsession over every nut and bolt and every little piece or yeah? But what leads you to that point in, for I you? I think when it takes so long to build something, styles change, especially if you're building something custom mm, Okay. and the styles change and, you know, wide whites or no wide whites or flames or no flames or just things that, you know, if you look at a car, like a hot rod now, it's got tweed interior and, and that, you know, heartbeat going down the side, like, you know, when that car was built. Right. Right. So then by the time... Like this truck took probably seven or eight years to build and there's things you want to change from seven years ago, but it's too late now because you can't and mm -hmm. now it dates the truck already, but you're not even done the truck and just frustrating. That's funny. You know, uh, we're going to talk about this. I, I'm going to ask you about, about the history of, of sort of some, some of these trends because it sounds like you know all those trends. Well, I, I try to keep uh, up. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But maybe, maybe I'll get you to take us through a little bit of a history of uh, of the hot rod a little bit with with some of the stuff you've gone through. But what are some of the other vehicles that before we get to that that you've that you've had that were like you, 
1,000 is an astounding number. There's got to be a few more, though, that uh, absolutely stuck out. Yeah, I've got a, a nice uh, 50 Merc lead sled um, that's not here. That's at my, in my home garage. Now, that's even, you've got a tattoo of a yep. lead sled, right? Yeah, it's right there. Right, so, so that one must mean something to you, too, then. Yeah, growing up, uh, everyone's got those pictures on the wall kind of thing. I had a, a Lamborghini Countach was on my, <laughs> on my mirror, like we all had, right? So did I, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm almost past that stage now, but um, also I had a 32 Deuce. Okay. And a lead sled. That's my three that I had on the mirror. Really? And uh, now I've got my Merc. That's the first Merc that I bought, that 50 Merc. Um, it was built in Minnesota. It's got air conditioning crews. Like it's built to be. It's built to drive. Drives awesome. Um, I've had lots of 32 deuces now. Yep. I'm a bigger guy. I don't fit that well in those cars, so <laughs> I kind of stay away from them. But they're cool cars, though. They are. Yeah. The Merc's a little bit more. Uh, it's a little bit uh, big guy friendly. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Now, in in this showroom. You know, I mean, there's there's kind of something for everybody in here. But what is your, and I know you mentioned you've got the, I think you said 51, the, the truck that you drive, right? It's kind of rat rodish a little bit, right? It's like an, uh, I, I call it a uh, an unfinished hot rod or a patinaed hot rod, I guess. Right. Um, the rat rod term gets thrown around quite a bit. Yeah, and, sure. Um, of course. But that's what I would call it. But what yeah. what's What is your personal favorite style, though? Like, are you about... You know, chrome, shiny, perfect paint. Is that a thing of yours, or do you prefer stuff like that? I'm I'm kind of on the fence there, you know what? Yeah. Um, I think the late 50s, early 60s are my favorite year of cars. Yeah. Like, like the 60 Impala sitting here. Mm-hmm. I got that turnpike in the front. That, like, that's, they're so unique, and they have their own uh, personalities. Yep. There's so much chrome. Every year was a different year. Um, that's kind of my favorite era of car. Okay. I think. Um what um, if you know when it comes to like to, to having something that's patinaed and rusty, oh, would I you see. keep it that way, or are you a guy who would rather take that and have it finished and painted? And I think it all depends what the purpose of the vehicle is for. Okay. Um, because doing a patinaed paint job, to be honest, can be almost more expensive than doing a shiny one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it takes more work. And because because your body works, body work, right? Yep. Um, so it's almost a shame to do that patina when you can just do a shiny paint job. I like the, the hot rods that are actual real patinaed. Um, I'm not a big fan of the full patina. Okay, yep. They, but they still look cool. Yep. They, but, but if you can get the real deal. Something I, that's actually sat out in the field for a exactly, while. Exactly. Like my 50 Chevy yep. half-ton. There's no clear coat on it, and I'll, and I'll never ever clear it either. No. I think it looks good, just natural. And if it, it's already this old now, it's not going to get worse <laughs> in the next few years, right? So. Well, well, the metal is certainly a lot thicker on that stuff. I think so. Right, yeah. like you could... You could let it get a patina. Most modern cars now, I mean, that yeah, much rust right. and it would rust right through, yeah. right? But, you're not, but, you, but you can drive these cars and not be scared to drive them and, and not get scared to get caught in the rain or you can you get a door ding or whatever. You know, you, you just drive them and have fun. Yeah. Stuff that's really shiny, it looks good and it's car show stuff, but it's so much maintenance that the trend is kind of right now going towards these patinaed, you know, like unfinished hot rods. Yes. Where the underpinnings are just killer, but you can drive them and not have to worry so much. Yeah. That's popular right now. I, I noticed that trend too. Yeah, yeah. Everything underneath has been, it's either on a, dropped onto a new frame or completely restored and, yep. and mechanicals all gone through. And of course, you know, engine hot rodded, yep. so to speak. And, uh, but yeah, but the body sitting on top just looks like it rolled out of the field kind of thing. Yeah. Like that uh, 1940 Chevy Hafton that we have. I don't think you've even seen that one. No, no. Uh, it's, it's four, four by four, all LS powered. Um, you can drive it wintertime, put a command start on it, but it looks like an old 1940 uh, Chevy done. Okay, so the name is Rod's Hot Rods. Now, judging by that, I might know the answer to this next question, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Because there's some stuff in, in this you know showroom here that is original, and there's some stuff that's, again, very rotted up. What personally is your taste? Is it, is it a, a, a hot rod or something that's modified, or do you like original stuff too? To be honest, yeah, hot rods. Okay, hands down. So that's that's your choice. Yep. That's now, the, I mean, that you know, selling selling classic cars, you've obviously got some here that are, are totally original I and, and things like that. All cars. Yeah. And <laughs> everything. I I just and like the the ones that are factory, like original, the good to look at, and and most of them drive fine. But for me, I like to get in and drive them, and like my 1950 Pontiac up front, yep. straight eight, drives awesome, runs awesome. But it's not a hot rod. 
right? I don't know. It's, it doesn't have the get up and go. It doesn't have air conditioning. It doesn't have all the creature comforts that you can get with all these new, newly built old cars. Right. Where do you think your Where do you think your need for speed comes from? Is it just the era you grew up in? Maybe. Maybe because you. I'm going to ask you this. What, when did you go to high school, roughly? I graduated in 1990. 1990. So 86 okay. to 90. Yeah. 86 to 90. Okay. So, I mean, a lot of the 70s cars were, were just 10 years old or a little bit more. So The Irocs were, were brand new. Right. Brand new. That had just come out. School. Right. Um, I remember uh, one guy in high school had a 81 Camaro, black, center lines, T-tops, always wanted that car. I mean, he, like, he had everybody jealous? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> It was like the hottest car, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's part of it, you know. But like you, you like like you said, you like like the the hot rotted stuff, the stuff that's maybe a little bit modified in one way or another. Yeah, but I kind of grew up on the uh, imports more than the hot rods. Did you really? Yeah. Okay, because you were telling me about a, an Accord, a Honda Accord that yeah. you had. That well, was I had the my Civic was modified. I was I got into car stereos big time back in the day. Okay, and did some touring around, met a lot of good people and friends, and still friends to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, went a little overboard on that, like I usually do. <laughs> um, and my Honda Accord, yeah, I took the back seat out. It was all speakers. It was like a show car. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, but you know, lowered it and custom paint and. Back in the day when they didn't have lowering kits, they didn't have all this stuff, right? So we had, uh, I had some buddies, but then we made some bad choices, but, <laughs> but we all lived to tell about it. So. That's right. You, you've got somebody who's working with you now in yep. the business who, who you lean on as your kind of right-hand man to when you, when you get a vehicle in, you buy it from, you know, somewhere around kind of Western Canada or the States or whatever, you bring it here. You have somebody who goes through the stuff yep. and make sure, you know, taillights are working and everything's safe. And, you know, because we're talking about classic cars or there's some of these, something wrong. there's always something wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, they all, yeah. they all can leak or there's this or that and the other. Um, the guys that work in my shop, uh, very, very talented. And, and when we bring something in, it's, we do, we do, we do frame off stuff. We do fixing the odd thing. We fix a tail. Like we do everything from A to Z. That's pretty cool. And we usually try and do like two major projects a year. Like right now we're just doing a 69 Torino Arco at 428. Wow. It's in just getting blocked right now. So we're doing that one, but that's a big major one. And last year's, last winter's project, we did a 59 T-Bird convertible. Ooh. That turned out really, really nice. My wife wasn't very happy when I sold that one. <laughs> <laughs> she liked that one. <laughs> that's, that's a cool car, too. Yeah, very hard one to do, though. Really? Yeah. Complicated? Complicated, and there's a lot of little parts. and Kind of like doing like a Lincoln, same idea. Well, by 59, I want to say that the T-Bird at that point had the, the dash that was sort of a console. It went from the top all the way down to the yeah, center, that's a, right? That's a square bird. It's a 58 to 60 right, squares. Yeah. right. Yeah. Tilt away column steering. Nope. Not nope, on that, that one. That started, I believe, in '61. Oh, okay. All right. That's, See, that's the next model year. So Here's there's the Baby Bird, 55 to seven right. squares, 58 to 60, and then the next style is 61 to 66. You really are an encyclopedia. <laughs> I'm not even a Ford guy, really. <laughs> You're not even a Ford guy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an everything guy. You're now. an everything guy. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I I think of myself the same way. There's I, I have certain things that I like more than others. You know, and, and it's, it's interesting always finding different car people and, and what their take is on stuff because, um, you know, I've got friends in, in, in the kind of car world around here who are what I call preservists, you know, as in it's got to be down to the last nut original. Um, and then there's, there's guys who even go so far as they don't even want it restored. They want it original, never touched, never, you know. If you can have the original alternator belt turning that thing, mm-hmm. that's what they want, yep. you know. And and then there's guys who, you know, totally opposite of the spectrum. They want everything hot rodded or just modified in any way they can do it, you know. And they're not afraid to, to, to sort of tear it apart. It's fascinating, the psyche of kind of car people and, and where they sort of fall on that sort of spectrum of, of how you see things and how you like things. Everyone's so, different, though. Like yeah. Everyone's got their own take on on a certain build and you know my taste isn't everybody's taste right yep that's why there's so many different cars in here and different there's different tastes yeah right like you're sitting right by a a mercedes yep that typically doesn't go with hot rods but it's kind of cool looking you know what you know you you sound rod like you've got uh a book for a mind you've got it all written down somewhere take me through some because i never had a chance to you know ask this and, and 
with anybody. So take me through some of the, the hot rod trends that, that you can kind of remember from when you were a kid and as you grew older and got, you know, got to this point, what are some of the things that, that, that have changed over the years? Like what did, what did hot rods look like for you when you were a kid? Well, when I was a kid, uh, they didn't have the parts they did now, right? Yep. So you, whatever that you had in your garage is what you built with, right? So um, like like the interiors, I remember there being like a lot of like velour interiors and um, <laughs> like a lot of wood being used for dashes. And, oh, really? Yeah. Um, and the wheels, you didn't have the choice of wheels. You had Kragers or you had uh, Keystones yep, and those, uh, yeah. spokes and... You know, you, don't, you only had like four or five different options. You didn't have like books today full of rims and tires and different sizes and uh, on and on. It was it was it was almost easier back then. Really? Yeah, I think so. And then uh, they got into the, um, like I the tweed interiors and mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah, everything right from like the vans, the old vans. They're coming back big time. They are. They really are. Like Those back in the seventies, I remember like my dad had one. It was a Dodge. It was a yellow Dodge. And it had a, a star for the back windows. It had a star. <laughs> and he had a big mural of, like, uh, on the side. It was, like, uh, yeah. I know that I've seen hot rods, though, that were done. Uh, and it's, like, there's been trends in terms of, like, you know, I think of, like, ZZ Top and the Eliminator yeah. album, right? That that's kind the of 80s, yeah. That's in the 80s. And those ideas of the, the you know, the, the Fords from the 30s and stuff being made into hot rods, yeah. that was a big trend at that time, right? Well, that... That even goes back further. That goes right. back to after the war, right? And the yep. guy, all the uh, vets coming back, and they had money in their pocket, and they, they started building hot rods. That's what they did. They, they started chopping up these 32s and and uh, and just having fun. That's kind of where it started. Right. But they usually had like a flathead V8 yep. in them and stuff like yep. that, right? Yep. And that's kind of all just the bar has moved every, every decade yeah. that we've kind of gone on. But I've seen cars that have been done, you know, um, clearly they were done in the 80s or maybe the early 90s and you know the the trend of taking a modern you know having a, a classic exterior but taking a modern interior and making it fit into that mm -hmm. i guess that sort of still exists to some degree but i think we see kind of less of it now right because now we've got sort of you can buy aftermarket gauges that fit into the original sp spots right kind of it feels like in the 80s and 90s there was a lot of taking you know, that lead sled and, and shoving a interior out of an Oldsmobile into yep. it, dash and all, seats and the whole works. Yeah, you're right, absolutely. A and that doesn't quite happen like that anymore, right? Not unless you're doing like a really high-end, like a bitch and rides, $400,000 custom ride, you know what I mean? But just for the average guy, you know, especially with, you can buy almost anything now. Yeah, that's and, the thing, right? And, 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 and so there's not as much custom fabrication, you know, needed. Yep. Now you can just buy it. I know there's a guy I know in town here who's got an Olds. Oh, what year is the Olds? It's it's the same vintage as that that lead sled, and the, he said you know back in the '90s when they did it, uh, it's got an Olds an Oldsmobile interior from a I want to say a Cutlass in it, '80s Cutlass, mm -hmm. and they took it in and out like 50 times that dashboard to get it to cut this piece and cut that piece and shave it down a little bit bit more and move this and. And like it was 50 times in and out of that car that, that, that they took it to get it to fit properly. You probably properly. will have to do that in all these lead sleds, these, these, these customs, because they don't really make kits for those kind of cars, right? No. So you, uh, but lots of guys use the old T-Bird, like the, like the 66 T-Bird with that waterfall back, back seat kind of thing. Mm, yep. That's a very popular seat that they used in these, in these rods. And then, and then the stuff underneath, too, was, was there was trends changing like that. Like I know my Buick, my 69 Buick, has finned aluminum brake drums and those were sought after for hot rod mm -hmm. guys for a long Still time are, yeah. until you know they started go getting into disc brake conversions and and those kits that you can get now right but even like the disc brakes all the all the 32s and 34s that i've had uh pretty much they're all disc brakes but they have the old fin covers to make it look like the old drums <laughs> so people are going backwards now really they want, they want the drum look with yep. that fin drum you know but they're just just they're all disc brakes with the cover on it so that's, that's, that's a popular trend now. That's pretty cool. That, yeah. That's pretty cool. What are some of the, what's, what's the wildest hot rod that you've ever owned or done? A couple of different ones out of the, one of the dragons. It was a 53, I believe, uh, Plymouth. It was a kind of a lime green, like synergy green mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and had a Hemi in it. Uh, 331 Hemi. Cool. It just, it was just a cool, 
So many custom mods, though, that you, you couldn't even tell what the car was. Really? Kind of like a George Barris kind of a... Yeah, that sort of and, style. Uh, like license plate that I got for that car was, what am I? Because <laughs> people always asked, what, what is this thing? So I got the license plate, what am I? What am I? And it was, that was a pretty wild one. Yeah. It was so wild that you couldn't tell what it was. And did you get all the work done, like, around here? Did no, that was just a bought one. That just was, a bought one, okay. That was, that was bought through Bear Jackson. Really? Yeah. So that must be quite an experience going down there. I didn't buy it from Bear Jackson. No. I, uh, I just buy it from the other suckers that are buying down there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been there lots. Yeah, have you? Oh yeah, and it's, it's fun to be the, you know it's it's fun to be there and um, I don't know if I'd ever buy anything from there, but um, it's fun to go. Yeah, for sure. It definitely should be on your bucket list. Uh, it, it is, and I've you know like I I do have it on on my own. Like I I want to see it. I've, every person I talk to is this gives me the same answer. It says it is amazing. It's like the world's best car show. Well, and it's not just the, like, it's kind of going on all around the, the actual auction, yeah, right? There's so many things to, from going for rides and the new, you know, Hellcat or whatever to, mm-hmm. um, God, there's vendors everywhere. There's stuff you can, I uh, just, it's, it's unreal. And then after you walk by the, like the 10th real Hemi Cuda, whatever, you get kind of bored and keep on going, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like there's like, there's so many cool cars down there that it's, that you can't even see it all. So you've finally done it. Worked the overtime, saved your pennies, filled the swear jar, and now it's time to make your dreams come true. But where do you start to look for that oh-so-sweet ride? Start right here in Saskatoon on Faithful Avenue. It's the grand opening of Rod's Hot Rods, Saskatchewan's only indoor collector car showroom. They buy, restore, and sell show-quality classics, hot rods, customs, modern muscle, exotics, and special interest vehicles. Check out what's in the showroom right now at rodshotrods.ca. If it's something specific you're looking for, Rod also has the connections to source vehicles from all over North America. Take the stress out of buying your first or next dream car and enjoy a ride that's been inspected by Rod and his team. Ready to swap your wheels for something a little different? Rod's Hot Rods also takes consignments and trades. Start online at rodshotrods.ca or stop by the showroom on Faithful Avenue, Saskatoon. Let's, I want to go back to your to your knowledge, Rod. Yep. Um, so back to these uh, visits to the dealerships and stuff. That yep. was usually the Chevy dealership or a no? We just, we went to the everything. Lawn. Yeah, everything. I just happened to cut more pictures of the Chevys out than I, I did the the Forge or Dodges. <laughs> <laughs> how how is it that that you you come to memorize? I mean, you've looked at all you 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 must have just owned enough cars to memorize all those details, though, too. Yeah, you know what? I can't tell you why or how. I just I like. Like my dad and I would, when we drive, we would almost try and stump one another. Really? To get the year and the, he's obviously better at the 40s and 50s cars, like the 30s, 40s, mm-hmm. like the older cars. Yeah, I, I'm pretty good at it actually. When it comes to, um, when it comes to the cars you've owned and stuff like that, are you a uh, uh, keep it in the garage, shine it up kind of guy? Or are you a uh, take it flying down a dirt road kind of guy? Depending on the car. Yep. Like my 50 Chevy half ton mm-hmm. i i go down the gravel road sideways of that thing and i just have fun with it um the only reason to wash that is to get the bugs off the windshield really that's the only reason why um i'm not i'm not afraid to to drive my cars though. no i like to drive them all and i can you know proudly say that i've driven every car that's in here and every car that i've sold i've, I've actually driven it yeah yep. highest horsepower vehicle you've ever owned would have to be 60 i think it was 68 chevy half ton with like it was like a, a aluminum, I can't remember what the cubic inches was. It was a pretty crazy motor. Uh, I believe it was an eight seventy one on it, and that was probably <laughs> uh, it's probably around twelve hundred. Holy 1200 smoke! Hours, yeah. Wow. And what did you, what did you drive? Just drive it around? Did you I just race it? Around. No, I didn't race it. You know what? I've only ever been to SIR once in my life. Yeah. As a with our car club, this is going back twenty some years ago. Um, and I love racing. I love to watch it, but I've always been scared to go because I'm scared to get the bug, and I don't have the time to devote to it. And that's why, like for real, I don't go because I I know that I'll, I'll get hooked. I know I will. And you got enough enough balls in the air already as it is that you're juggling oh, with. There's no way <laughs> with this place and everything yeah. else, right? <laughs> no, I got lots of friends that race all the time. Yeah, and, and uh, jealous, but I'm here working on a Saturday and they're they're out racing, but. That's what I chose to do. So, so were you uh, were you a shenanigans kind of guy as a kid, 
were were you pretty straight laced with your cars, or where did you where did you fit in with that? No, we were we were kind of dicks a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can say that on here. Yeah, you can sure. Um, <laughs> we were kind of dicks. Yeah, just being honest. <laughs> we had we had fun. Okay, Rod. So, you know, we we talked about kind of some of the cool cars you've had over the years and what got you into this. Here we are sitting in Rod's Hot Rods on Faithful Avenue. Take me through the story of how, you know, how you actually got to this point with this business. You know, where did, where did you start with, with the business of, of buying and selling hot rods? Okay, well, it's going back a few years. <laughs> so my kids are pretty young, and I had a couple of skidoos, and uh, I was at the car show, Dragon's Car Show, and there was a 72 Cheval and a Hugger Orange, and I fell in love with it. Okay. I talked to the guy. There was a for sale sign on it. I wound up trading him a couple of skidoos and a bit of cash for it. And that was my first kind of nice car, yeah. nice show car. And so I had that for a couple, three or four years and had it downtown of the show. And the gentleman approached me and wanted to buy my car. Well, it's not for sale. Well, eventually it was for sale because <laughs> he was offering so much money that I had to sell it. So from that, from that car, then I bought two cars. Really? And I thought this is kind of fun. So then that's how it, it kind of started back. This is going back, God, 25 years ago. Okay, yep. Um, then that's how it kind of started. Then, yeah. you were at, that, at that point, you didn't have a showroom or anything like that no, yet, no, right? No, no, no. I've, I've always just, it's always been just kind of uh, like, a, like just like a hobby, right? And I've, uh, I've sold some to different dealers and mainly wholesale stuff, right? I, I never really, up until now, I don't think I've, I've advertised more than a couple of cars in the last few years. It's just all been either word of mouth or to wholesale to dealers or I sold some to guys taking them down to Bear Jackson. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I got to have too many cars. I started building more shops in my house. I was going to say, how many garages did you end up with? Yeah, I, I got four I got four shops in my house now. <laughs> so at my house, I can fit 21 cars inside. Wow. That's with no lifts. That's just on the floor. On the floor. Yeah. So I was looking at building another one and my wife kind of started tapping her foot a little bit and I knew that I was in trouble. So... <laughs> So it was actually her that kind of pushed me to do this, really. Um, I, I, I started the, like the name and the company and my dealer's license. I've had it for a couple of years. Okay. And I just didn't, I was always scared to do it. I was scared to just take the plunge and do it. Mm-hmm. And it was her that actually said, you know, if you don't do it now, you, you may not get, get the chance to do it. Um, I've been in the, in the restaurant business for 33 years. And that's, that's my day job kind of thing. Right, and, right. Uh, so she agreed to take over more of that along with one of my daughters, that, and that uh, afforded me the time to do this. That's pretty That was cool. the only reason that I, that I could do this, um, is because she pushed me to do it. And that was about three months ago. Wow. So, so one card turned into two, which turned into three or four, which... Uh, now it's about 40. Uh, now it's about 40. And finally, like you said, you took the plunge to move from sort of at home to the shops there to... Yeah, and I, I still got my shops full of cars at home too, but um, <laughs> it was just, my wife didn't... Uh, she was always worried about, you know, people coming out to our house and we have mm. big mm-hmm. dogs and are you scared of the dogs or are you not? And you know, she didn't know whether she could walk out of the house and someone's going to be in the yard or what. Right. So, um, it was just a, a choice that we made. Uh, so when we're home, we're home. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's yeah. nice. And I do this at work and this is what I do. So, <laughs> so now if somebody's, you know, are you also a guy who's going to go looking for something f- for someone, oh yeah, if they've that, got yeah. if they've got a request, so I've got a list of uh, cars that people are wanting, and um, I just picked up one today. I probably got three or four guys on, on my list. Really, you know, seventy-one Cheval, big block, four-speed factory air, ooh, tawny gold. Yeah, it's a pretty cool car. That's you're the ultimate combination then, because you got so much knowledge about all these vehicles, especially in that you know generation of, yep. of vehicles, and 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 where you know you're finding vehicles that are ready to go. That mm-hmm. have been restored, or they've been customized and hot rod and stuff like that, and kind of anywhere in between there. How do you know so many people? Where, where are you? Where are the connections? Where do you find these things? Just over the years, talking to people, meeting them, uh, going to different auctions. You get to talk to other guys with the same passion and the same, um, you know, hobby. I guess if you mm-hmm. want to call it, because mm-hmm. not all of them have a, have a like a, a, an actual business. It's, it's just a hobby for them, right? And they and they have three or four or five cars, and they like to switch them around and. And just got to know a lot of people over you know, uh, Western Canada, and um, it's been just lo- lots of fun. I'm, I'm not sure exactly how, how we all met, but it's, <laughs> it's kind of like a small world, though, right? It's, it's kind yeah. of like a smaller circle it is. Of, uh, of guys doing this. And um, 
a lot of people are coming to me now, you know, looking to sell their car because they don't want to deal with the Kijiji, you know, thing. And it's and it's tough. It really is. Um, and it's even tougher with a hot rod or a classic. It is, and it's tougher when you're when you're a private, you know, coming to your house and this and that. At least when you walk into this showroom, you're kind of expecting, you know, you know that that it's a dealership. You know that you got to charge tax. You know that there's certain things and. And also, there's certain things that we have to make sure that the car, you know, you know, stuff's working on the car too, mm-hmm. right? So, you go buy from a guy at the house. You don't know if it's the guy owes money on it. You don't know, like, there's so many what ifs, right? Totally. And as a dealer, there's it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, yeah. There's certain standards you guys have to meet with exactly. all these things so too, it's right? Safer for the uh, for the buyer. Just brakes, tires, safety, Your general stuff. Like it's yeah. still like an old car, right? So sure. Who knows? A week down the road. You know, something something may go on it, but it's that's just an old car, right? So but that's right. Yeah. But we have to make sure that your that your basic safety stuff is all there. All there, yeah. Yeah. And somebody's looking for an import that's older, somebody's looking for fifties, sixties, seventies, you'll I've take got, it. I've got contacts all over the place for different uh for different things. Like I got a contact if you want a Porsche or a old older uh European type of car. Yep. Doesn't Lamborghini, whatever, but I got a contact for that stuff too. So it doesn't really matter what it is. Um, there's, there's Mopar guys. There's Mustang guys. There's like this Impala sitting here right now. This was slated to go to the Houston Bear Jackson. Really? Um, uh, a buddy of mine, Todd, that owns the electric garage auction in uh, Red Deer, mm-hmm. he was sending that to Houston. He think he's got about 12 cars going down. And I I bought that the day that it was going to be going on the on the truck. So I kind of saved it from, from, from going down south. Really? Yeah. And we're just in talks now doing a LS swap on it. Oh, cool. So that'll take you to the next level. Yeah, no doubt. Yep. That's fantastic. You know, there's, it's, it's, uh, your, your job is pretty sweet too, though, because <laughs> to get to, to kind of be the caretaker of a bunch of these, mm-hmm. you know, I would love to have a, lo- a collection like Jay Leno, you know, and he's, he's probably a guy who buys them and doesn't sell them. But, yeah. but, but, you know, just the fact that you get to experience all of them along the way is certainly unique because for most of us you might have one or two or three yep. you know some guys have have a collection but it doesn't move through you know you don't you don't have them coming and going that yep. quickly like like you do as a dealership so i think finding them it's like a thrill it's like a, a rush for me yeah to find them and once i found them and i drove them a little bit it's not that i get bored of them but i want to find the next one because it, it, that's just the rush like when i when i bought that cheval today driving back to saskatoon I had a grin from ear to ear, and it, <laughs> I, I was just ex- like on cloud nine because I found this car. Like, Chevelles aren't that easy to find right now, but yeah. uh, um, I was so happy to find it. And I'm just always looking for the next one. Well, what can I find? Or if I'm if I'm sending my truck to like or, or deck truck to Edmonton to drop off a car, I want to make sure I, that I have something for the ride home. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a thing. I just I can't have an empty trailer, so. <laughs> So, so are you, you're scouring the internet, you're talking to guys, you're... Drives my wife nuts. We're watching a movie and I'm on my <laughs> phone the whole time. Because like, like a lot of these guys that I'm dealing with are people, um, they have jobs, right? So I'm doing a lot of this at nighttime. Mm-hmm. When we're watching TV at 7 o'clock at night, this is when I'm doing most of my stuff. And it drives her nuts, but hopefully that'll calm down a little bit. <laughs> what's, uh, what's, what else is, is on, the, on the way here? Do you have anything else that's... That's on a on truck or, yeah, yeah you bought my, recently. My deck truck's going to Manitoba tomorrow. You're bringing it back a 1968 Mustang GTA S-Code 390 Fastback. Oh, cool. Yeah, for the, all the Mustang guys, it's a Well, that's, that's a cool a G- one. 68 GTA, you said, Yeah, right? so, so GTA the only is, the is the automatic. But wasn't that just a one-year thing that they labeled it as an A? I don't know that. Do you know what? Not being like a, a dire Ford guy, I don't, I don't know when they... If that was when you're on or not, I just know that the '67, '68 fastbacks are super hot right now. Yeah, totally. That's yeah. one of them, right? Tired of dealing with the difficulties of buying or selling a classic car on social media or through post-it-yourself websites? Take the stress out of buying your first or next dream car at Rod's Hot Rods and enjoy a ride that's been inspected by Rod and his team. Rod's Hot Rods is Saskatchewan's only indoor collector car showroom. They buy, restore, and sell show-quality classics, hot rods, customs, modern muscle, exotics, and special interest vehicles. Check out what's on the floor right now at rodshotrods.ca. 
If it's something specific you're looking for, Rod also has the connections to source vehicles from all over North America. Ready to swap your wheels for something a little different? Rod's Hot Rods also takes consignments and trades. Start online at rodshotrods.ca or stop by the showroom on Faithful Avenue, Saskatoon. <laughs> the stuff in here is so cool. Let's go through some of these and just give me give me some some you know general about it. Let's start in the corner. It was a con- what's a convertible? That's a '69 Dart convertible, Dart GT. It's kind of an oddball because it's got a slant six in it. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's oddball. It came out from California. Oh, cool. Uh, next one is a Skyliner '59 Skyliner. That's an original unrestored car. Thirty-six thousand original miles came out from Phoenix. And like the original interior and the original paint. Power top, power yeah. folding top, right? Yep. A revolution for its time. Yep. That's a pretty cool car. That's 57, 8, 9 are the only years that they made those. And it's got the plastic on the seat still. Plastic yep. seat covers. Yep. <laughs> kind of neat. Next like, one was a 57 Chevy handyman wagon. Yeah, that's cool. That was uh, that was built by a guy uh, locally in town here and uh, did a very nice job. And he just finished with that last summer. So it's a pretty fresh build. It's a neat green. It's not, it's green, but it's not like yeah, a forest green. It's sort of a... I, I can't, I can't explain what color it is. Olive green. Yeah, that's me. Kind of. Yeah, like metallic, pearl, yeah. metallic pearl olive. Yeah. I don't know what you call it, but that's, it's a, it's a fifties color yeah. for sure. It matches the, the era. The white on top is like a Cadillac whiting. So. It's very pearly, isn't yeah. it? Impala in front of it here. 60 what? 1960. 60, okay. Bubble top. Yeah. And the flat fins in the back? Yeah, the 50, 59s and 60s are the most iconic... Uh, a palace mm-hmm. because of the fins like the 59s have the more like the bat wing fin yep right and the 60s have the flat fin so the 59s are way more uh, pronounced mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had a 59 too and I every year I, I send an old car down with my dad down to Phoenix he has, he has a house down there okay in Mesa and uh, every year that I send one down he always wind up selling it so I got to be choosy now to what I want to <laughs> send down there. But he, the last one I, I, I sent down was a 1959 Impala bubble top, um, super nice car, white red interior, and uh, I was looking forward to driving it when I when I flew down there, and he sold it. <laughs> so there you go. Guess that was the idea, but you know you kind of missed, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's nice to have an old car when you're down there driving around. No kidding. Right here. Oh yeah, this is one of my favorites. Uh, is it that yeah. I have like right now? 29. Ford Phantom. So it's all steel. Oh, all really? Steel. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. The, 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 the metal work on this car is fantastic. It's very neat. The paint looks wet. It's just a nice car. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's not fl- practical. Like, there's no windows in it. No, um, that's right. There's no windshield wipers. Yeah. It's very, you know, uh, you know, a very plain almost looking car, but it's, it's classy. At the same yeah, time. there's no there's no chrome. It's just yeah. a, like a solid sunflower yellow, yeah. right? Actually, there's there's chrome around the headlight. There's headlight rings, and that's, that's and, and the the wheels. Oh, I should say the the suspension in the front. There's actually chrome poking oh, yeah, out the, there, but yeah, the, the uh, dropped axles chrome. Yeah. Right, but the rest of it is it's basically stripped like and kind of monotone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was a trend though for a while too, wasn't it? With, yeah, with back in the '90s, it was like a monotone trend. Um, I don't. This one wasn't built in the '90s, but no. it, but it, it kind of mimics that uh, that era of, of just being simple. It's funny how over the years that like the the chrome's either stripped off like that, yeah. and now it's kind of making a return. I, what, would you say, or That's where are we? Newer, with the newer vehicles too, like for the longest time, like when these when the black wheels first started coming mm-hmm. out. I remember my dad. Oh God, he hated those black wheels. I still hate them. It's, they're, not, they're not, I don't know, on certain cars, I don't mind them, on certain cars. Sure. Um, and, they, and they work on some cars. But you're right, though, like on like the Chrome is coming back on, on lots of these new, yep. new vehicles. Lots of bling, and, yep. And you're, and you're seeing that on, on some of the older cars, too. Yes. With, with some of the more Chrome. Yeah. Like and going away from the black wheels and doing more Chrome wheels now, <laughs> right? So it's, it, it goes in stages. Right? Can you imagine how much, you know, priceless stainless steel and, and Chrome got ripped off of classic cars in a hot rod job a custom job that is irreplaceable now yeah you know like this impala with all of its bling on it i think with an impala that you can still buy some of the stuff because it's a pretty popular car but you get that like the turnpike cruiser that's in the front yeah you're not buying chrome for that no there's no way no you got to find it yeah and how much of it went into the bin and if you find it, it'll be twisted, and then you got to get it fixed. And there's not many guys doing that anymore either. Not at all. No, that's a, that's a difficult yeah. trade too. There's the Mercedes you talked about right behind me. Yeah. Seventy. What did you say? Seventy-six. Yeah, I can't believe it's that old. I thought it was much newer. Yeah, it looks newer. 
because yeah, like you said, Euro bumpers and the just style the of the style, yeah. yeah, and it's and it's again monotoned, right? Yep. It's just all black. Yep. Uh, you don't see the chrome on it at all. Corvette behind that. That's my dad's car. That's his personal car. Really? He ordered a brand new 2022, um, and he already has a brand new. Well, he bought a brand new 01. Okay. Uh, that's when he turned 50 in 01, and he. That's his midlife thing, whatever. And he bought a new Corvette. He still has it. And so he doesn't have room to have three Corvettes. So he, that's why he's selling a 66. Wow. But yeah, 66 tri-power, uh, 427, side pipe, four-speed. Beautiful blue. Uh, what's the? Marina. Marina, Marina blue. Marina yeah. blue, that's the color. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah, if uh, for the Corvette lovers, yeah. it's This is one of the holy, holy grail cars. Yeah. yeah. Not a split window, though, right? No, it's 63 only. That was 63 only? Okay. Yeah. Actually, the Holy Grail one would be a 63 Fuley. That's that's the big car. Beyond that, the 66, 67, mm-hmm. big blocks, because the 427, the first year was 66. Okay. Tri-power, first year was 67. So this car has got a tri-power, so the powertrain's out of a 67. Okay, gotcha. This car. Yeah. Sorry for being the... No, that's r- good. Rattling off there the you info. go. See, that's what we were talking about before. Uh, Datsun behind that? Nissan. Nissan. It's a little newer, so it's an Nissan. Okay, all right. Um, I got that on trade. I didn't go look for that car, but it's still kind of neat car. It's yeah. very nice for, it's one of the nicer 300Zs that I've seen. There's a huge following for those there things. Is, which I learned. Yep. That's also sold. That's going to the same buyer as the Mercedes and is leaving Thursday. Two black ones. Two black ones. On the yeah. same same trailer. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty cool. A newer Camaro behind that. Yeah, got to have something for everybody. Yep, sure. It's not my favorite car in the showroom, but... It, it's somebody's. The Catfish Camaro. And what's that? Was that? Oh, it's an Olds. Uh, oh, Hurst Olds. Hurst Olds. That's factory, pretty cool. Factory 84 Hurst Olds. That's a pretty fun car. Yeah. And then another custom behind that, too. Well, it's a 60s custom. It's a 49 Merc. So it's the same as that orange one. Right. But that's not chopped. It's more of a 60s custom. So it's still got the flathead, right? The dual carbs. And just, it's uh, sort of a white vinyl interior. Yeah, in it tuck and, and roll interior. It's got the sex lights and all the... <laughs> All the cool stuff back in the day. That's awesome. <laughs> There's a Caprice here. What is it, a 69 or 68? 68. That's, yeah. a, that's a real 396 car. Uh, factory tack in the dash. Now it's now it's got a 454. Nicely warmed over. Um, i I got to look at the paperwork. It's probably in the high fours for horsepower. Really? It's got a nitrous shot on it, too. Oh, my gosh. Um, line lock. And it's it's a factory-looking car. But for a big boat, this that thing moves along really well. And it's a nice car. Yeah, really it's, nice it's certainly not small, but you're right. It's it's powerful. And it sounds killer. I yeah. So, yeah. Camaro next to that is 60, what, 9? 69. Now, that's a, like a pro touring. Uh, there, there again, that's, that um, that word is thrown around a lot, too. Mm-hmm. So there's resto mod, there's pro touring. There's, I don't really know what to call it, to be honest. Um, 69, the different powertrain, LSX, supercharged, um, really well-built 4L80 in it. Um, Modern wheels. Yeah, wheels and like the QA ones and and the Hotchkiss Monoleaf and the it's it launches straight, it goes good. It's mm-hmm. really fun to drive. Hmm. Um, that's Th- a that's it's it's beautiful though. Yeah. It looks great, you know. Yeah, '69 Camaro is kind of the iconic Camaro. That's the year everybody wants. Yep. The lead sled next to that. Yeah, '49. 40, '49. It's built in California. Um, I just had to have it. I it's just, it's the class. It is the like the, the quintessential lead sled. Yes. Everything on it. The louvered hood, right? Yep. Chop top. Chop tops. Nosed. Decked. Flames. Frenched. Like everything. Spotlights on it. It's everything custom has been. Side pipes, right? I think that one's got side pipes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. But that's the twin to my one that I got at home. Oh, really? The one I got home the fifty. This looks the same. Um, it's same flames. It looks. It's like it, it, it's like the twin car to it. But it's baby blue, instead of fading orange. to instead of yeah. yellow fading to orange, it fades to blue. Well, mine's more like a white and like a lighter blue flames. Okay. The, yeah. Yep. What's next to that? Sixty-eight Camaro SS three ninety-six four-speed. Again, Camaros are popular. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, I was looking for a Camaro, and I wanted to buy either the sixty-eight or the sixty-nine. And the guy that I bought them from, he would only sell them to me if I bought them both. So I had to buy them as a pair. Really. That one hurt <laughs> a little but, bit. But, but it won't hurt when they go out the door either because no, they're but it beautiful cars. No, currently hurts. <laughs> <laughs> hurts the pocketbook a bit. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Behind that, uh, there's a 
71 Mopar? Duster. Yeah, that's pretty cool. A-bodies are coming up quick. Um, a little harder to find right now. I had a Demon a few years ago, really nice Demon. That's one of the ones that I kind of kick myself for selling. Mm -hmm. um, but this is almost the same car. It's a 71. Uh, it's a real H-code 340 four-speed car. It's black, but it's pro street. Okay. So, so it's tubbed. Yep. Yep. Right. No, not big tub, just you know, smaller tub. But there's no, but there's no back seat, so that, that's the one drawback to that car. You're not going to take the kids for ice cream. So. <laughs> no, not in that one. And a Trans Am. Oh yeah, I've owned that car three times. Really? And cars that I like, like really like to drive, I buy them back. And I've had that one. This is my third time owning that car. Seventy what? Seventy-seven. So it's the it's the one everybody wants. It's the one everybody like, wants. That's the Bandit uh, it's, year. It's the Bandit year, but it's brown. Yes, it's brown, but this is a 27,000 original mile car. So oh, wow. That, that was bought also at Bear Jackson. But uh, it, was, it was done as a, as a show car back in 79. So they put a blower on it. They did the blur interior, uh, the chrome fire extinguisher in the back seat, the, you know, all the stuff they would normally, and the, like the chromed hinges on the hood. And, um, but they just took, like, the factory hood, and then they just cut the bird and everything and uh, put the blower on. I had the motor out a few years ago and just, just resealed it, everything. And uh, that's the matching motor for that car. Really? Yeah. So 27,000 original miles, original paint. One of the nicest 77 Trans Ams I've ever seen, as Re far as being like like original, other than the blower sticking out. Oh, yeah, other, other than enough, enough blower yeah. to block the, but it, the road, but yeah. It drives really, really well. I have a lot of fun in that car. <laughs> back tires are, I can tell you exactly how much they're worth. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a bit, I imagine. <laughs> well, you can go on the side of the building and there's, there's, there's more than one set of marks over there. <laughs> That's that's the burnout king in here. Yeah. Hey. What's in the front of the showroom? Uh, that 50 Pontiac I've got up there. That's the original one in straight eight. Um, that's a neat car. Typically, those come from the U.S. So in Canada, there were the, the sixes, and the and, and they get the, the straight eights in the U.S. So mm -hmm. the car is about six inches longer. Really? Than the, than the, uh, than the same Canadian uh, model. Version, right. Yeah, just to have, because the engine's not that much bigger. It has the whole car is six inches longer. That's fascinating. It's That's in like neat. miraculous shape and yeah. kind of a forest green sort of thing, right? Yeah, it's still got the like the like the window sashes and the dash are all like with that uh, the painted wood grain. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's still on it, and it's it's a neat car, but it's all factory. It's factory like original, drives very very well. That's cool. And the Turnpike Cruiser, it's '58. They only made those cars for two years. That's got a back window that slides down, power window, yeah. right? They call that a breezeway, right? And um, the two upper vents on the top of the windshield, those are actual functioning vents. Yeah, they lead to the inside, so it's kind of poor man's air conditioning, so to speak, right? You kind of. you got the vents direct. on the bottom, yeah. like we all do. Then you got vents on top, and then you roll on the back window, and then it's like a breezeway, and the air just goes through. Just sucks it right through. Yep. That's pretty cool. But they had, they had so many options on those cars. Um, they had so many warranty problems that they stopped making them. So oh, they only right. made them in 57, 58, and the production numbers are very, very low. Wow. I've had older, older guys come in here, and they've seen pictures, but they've actually never seen one, like, up close. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like, I, off the top of my head, I think there was, like, 2,100 or whatever total production of all, of, of all the models. That's, that's four doors, two doors, station wagons, convertibles, whatever. All of it, yeah. All of it. So breaking it down to this one, the two-door hardtop, I'm, I'm not sure what the numbers are, but it's pretty low. And it's, it's black, isn't it? It's black. Well, they're all tritone. That's the thing with the turnpikes. They're all tritone right. outside and tritone inside. We got black, white, and red, like right? Cream, red, and black. Yeah, yeah. and the interior is the same way. That's pretty cool. So if you ever see a real turnpike, it'll, it, they're always tritone. Man, the stuff they thought of in the 50s is so cool. That's why the late 50s is just awesome. Yeah. They're just cool cars. They are. That, yeah. The two up there, is there more? Oh, there's a... What else is up there? Isn't there a stainless steel or all yeah, aluminum? Yeah, that's, that's a custom. That was built uh, by a guy in Regina. Uh, fascinating uh, build. It's all built by hand. The whole car. It's all and it's all aluminum. It's aluminum. It's all like aluminum, and it uh, it shines like chrome. Well, it's been polished like yeah. crazy. The whole every piece. Yeah, and even like if you look at the steering wheel, the, the steering column, the, the everything is is hand fabricated. It's an LT1 carbureted six speed in it. Um, car hauls. It's got 5,000 miles on it, so it actually has, has mm -hmm. been driven. It's been it was, driven, yeah, okay. It was uh, towed down to Texas, and there was lots of miles put on it down in Texas and for the big show for the it's the Longhorn Roundup, I think it's called, down oh, there. Okay, yeah. And uh, very cool car. That car is already booked into Bear Jackson for Scottsdale. No way, really? I'm sending it down. I'm, taking, I'm rolling the dice. 
Cool. I got to try it, and I think that'll uh, that'll look good down there all right. uh, with all the lights and the maybe get some TV time on it. Maybe. Are you going to go with it, escort it? Absolutely. And there's one more in there, isn't there? The T word in there now. You get too many cars, you forget. It's yeah. A, that's a, uh, a movie star car. It's a 55 T-Bird. Oh, yeah. Uh, owned by Buster Crab. He, he played Tarzan. you, you got to be pretty old to know who, who this guy is. But um, pretty big actor back in the day. He bought a new in New York and, and went with him to L.A. And then finally to Phoenix. And that's where, um, after he passed away, it got shipped up to Canada in 1976 into Regina area. Mm. And recently, the car hasn't been out of storage for very long. Um, so that's how you see the car now. But the brakes have been gone through the fuel system. So it actually runs, runs and drives fine. But the interior is original. One repaint back in the early 70s. Yep. And it's, I guess, uh, probably the most like original one you'll ever see. And with all the documentation, that, that car even has documents being raced at Bonneville Salt Flats in 1961. Really? Yep. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a neat story on that one. It's kind of funny because, you know, you look at that car now and you don't really think of it as a sports car, mm-hmm. but that's what it was considered back, back then, then. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like it, it just kind of fits along with, you know, that Skyliner over there or anything else from the 50s, yeah. tail fins and chrome and all that. But but when you stand it next to another car in here from the same era, you realize that it's quite a bit smaller. Yeah, it is, but that was, that was, Ford's, uh, that was Ford's attempt to go up against the Corvette. Mm-hmm. So Which is kind of funny because... Ten years later, they were nothing alike. No. Like, not at all. No. But they were aimed at but the same people when they first came out. The Baby Birds, the five, six, sevens, they were a two-seater, and that was their purpose, was to go directly up against the Corvette. Yep, and be fast. Yep. And for a long time, Ford had the Thunderbird V8, right? Yep. Like, they had branded their V8 yep. as the Thunderbird V8, and they stuck into other things, right? That was your top-of-the-line I think that one still has the uh, Thunderbird valve covers on it. Does it really? I think so. That's a cool car. Black, yep. right? Black. It's... Uh, Tuxedo, they call it. So it's black and white interior. It's a white convertible top, and it's got a black so- or a black hardtop. Black hardtop. And the 55s do not have the portholes. Right. The, that's the six and sevens. That's the six and seven thing. And the 55 is has no spare tire on the back. It's in the trunk. Yes. Fifty-six six and seven has the outside spare tire. Yeah. And 55 six volt. That's the last year to six volt. Gotcha. I just had to put a new battery in, so. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Pretty. They're they're not as easy to find. That, that car's pack. got every available option that you could get in 1955. Power seat then. Power seat, yeah. Power windows. Uh, radio, which is an option. Uh, factory tack. It's automatic. Um, both soft and hard tops. Um, there's a couple more options I don't f- know off the top of my head, but, uh, but there, every, every option available. There is one called a dialomatic power seat. And I've read about this in a magazine mm-hmm. recently. It's the only reason I know about it. But it was, it was in those baby birds. And you, instead of having just toggle switches, you know, back and forth, up and down thing, it was on the dash and it was numbers. And there was two dials you would set. And you'd pick six and three. And it would move the seat. You just look in the book to see what that Well, you, you kind of customized it. Then you could memorize the numbers. So oh, yeah. you knew when you get on, you were a six and a three, and yeah. your wife was a two and a four, yeah. or whatever it would be, hmm. right? I've never heard of that before. Yeah, uh, but they were really problematic, because if you jam them all the way one direction, they tended to short out and light on fire. So Ford didn't make them for very long, and mm-hmm. they're very, very hard to find now, especially like, you know, in a junkyard and like that. Yeah. So anybody who's got one, it's a ultra rare hmm. option that was I learned something new today. Super, super expensive when it came out and not many people bought it because you could get a regular power seat yep. like this one's got. So yeah, that's hmm. and then there was also a a supercharged baby bird that came out, F forced induction. Yeah. For fifty seven. Yeah, I believe it last year. Yeah, that's right. Kinda neat too. Um if people are looking they they've been, you know, thinking about what we're talking about here Something catches their ear with what we've mentioned. A few of these cars that you've got here. There's more. There's more in other places, other mm-hmm. buildings you've got than we just what we talked about. But uh, they can stop on here, Faithful Avenue in Saskatoon. Yeah, right on the website. That's the, the website's been a phenomenal tool. Okay, uh, um, getting lots of traffic on there. Where do they go? Rodshotrods.ca. Pretty easy that way. Mm-hmm. You got pictures of stuff up there. Yes. Of all the vehicles you've got for sale. I and try and keep it updated all the time. Um, so pretty much everything's going to be on there. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, this is like a dream job. I, you know, I, I think of my, my job's pretty sweet. I get to talk to people about cars, and I, I love doing that. But you actually get to drive them. Yeah. And buy them and sell them and all that fun stuff, too. So 
I get to talk to lots of people too. You do, yeah. 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 And I think everybody who's kind of walking in your door is interested in what's in here anyways. Car, car people are car people. And they're a different breed, and, and I love them. And it's not like somebody's got to walk in here because they got to buy a minivan. No, you're more than welcome to come down and just take a look. I, I'll, I'll talk cars all day long. <laughs> That's cool. Yep. Well, thanks for talking cars with me. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, again, thanks for listening to Bald Tires. Like and subscribe and follow along for more podcasts just like this. A proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, I'm Jay Thomas. Thanks for listening to Bald Tires. Bald Tires is brought to you by Rod's Hot Rods. Looking for that classic, custom, hot rod or muscle car of your dreams? Start at rodshotrods.ca. Or stop by the only indoor collector car showroom in Saskatchewan on Faithful Avenue, Saskatoon. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Conexus. Savings, checkings, GICs, budgets, RESPs, RRSPs, TFSAs, mutual funds, credit score, emergency funds, variable versus fixed rates, compound interest, retirement, the list goes on and on. It's time to make sense of it all. At Conexus Credit Union, they want to help. Financial literacy is a critical life skill, giving you the knowledge and confidence to make smart, responsible decisions about your money. Visit ConnexusMoneyTalk.ca to find expert advice, tips, and solutions for all stages of life and events and increase your financial literacy knowledge and confidence today. Saskatchewan Podcast Network is also supported by Direct West. Is marketing getting in the way of running your business? Things like updating your Google listing, thinking of a headline for your billboard, or making sure that your website is in good shape. That's where Direct West comes in. You can get local, expert marketing help for your business at directwest.com. 